This podcast is a production of the Ephesus School Network. Then the voice that I had heard from heaven spoke to me again, saying, Go, take the scroll that is open in the hand of the angel who is standing on the sea and on the land. So I went to the angel and told him to give me the little scroll. And he said to me, Take and eat it. It will make your stomach bitter, but in your mouth it will be sweet as honey. And I took the little scroll from the hand of the angel and ate it. It was sweet as honey in my mouth, but when I had eaten it, my stomach was made bitter. And I was told, You must again prophesy about many peoples and nations and languages and kings. Revelation 10, 8 through 11. You are listening to the Tell Me the Story podcast with your hosts, Blaze Webster and Rowdy Wind. Join us as we engage in a complete read-through of the Holy Scriptures, parsing out the original languages with one question in mind. What is the story? Welcome to the inaugural episode of the Tell Me the Story podcast. We are excited to begin this adventure, and we hope that this podcast will be of use to some of you. We would like to share a little bit about why we are doing this and how we plan to approach it. But first, allow us to introduce ourselves. My name is Rowdy Wind, and I believe it is a responsibility of ours to make known any presuppositions we may have coming into this. So I'll share some of my background. I was an avid atheist for the majority of my upbringing and came into Christendom around the time I was completing my undergraduate degree. My testimony is not important. However, it is important to emphasize the fact that the scriptures are what put me on the right path. Now, I am studying Old Testament at Amridge University in order to submit to the scriptures and learn about them, in order that I may share what I have learned that they are saying. And I am Blaze Webster. Like Rowdy, I spent a good part of my adolescence as an agnostic atheist, something I attribute to the Bible being taught rather poorly in my youth, as is so often the case in modern American Christianity. I returned to the faith while I was attending university and started reading the scriptures anew from beginning to end. It was during this time that I joined the Eastern Orthodox Church and was directed by my parish priest to the work of renowned biblical scholar Father Paul Tarazi and the Orthodox Center for the Advancement of Biblical Studies. It was diving into this scholarship that completely rejuvenated my relationship with the scriptures and the scriptural God. It was the poor instruction I received as a child that has driven me to invest time to teach the scriptures as they should be taught and to help to advance the study of the Bible in the West, and especially the United States, where it has so painfully suffered. We both are starting from an understanding that the Bible is one totality, one story. And the Bible was also written in its own language, that is, the scriptural Hebrew. And to fully submit ourselves to the scripture, we must first submit ourselves to the Hebrew. And that being said, we will be reading in English and frequently referencing the Hebrew, because, like Blaise said, the literature, as it is composed, uses the Hebrew language functionally. And when you put it in another language, it loses some of its compositional functionality. A plank of wood is not sturdy like the tree it came from. So, using the Hebrew as our primary tool, we will consider the total story being told, that is, the mashal. This is a Hebrew word that corresponds with the idea of a fable, or more accurately, a parable. In fact, it is this word that the Septuagint translators used to translate Mashal. Uh, 
The Greek word parabali literally has the connotation of comparison, as in drawing an illustration. In other words, the Bible teaches its message through storytelling. And in a well-told story, everything from the characters to the word choice to the setting has functionality, leading us always to the main point. And because Hebrew is the language of the Bible, the original syntax and word choices, let alone the names of the characters, is the only way to understand the function of the biblical themes fully. Only then can we hear the story as it was originally told and shed our cultural baggage that distances us from what the Bible is saying. And no matter how hard any of us try, Blaze or I or any of you listeners, we will bring our cultural baggage, our presuppositions, our theological bias, our answers to the questions that we haven't even been asked yet, to the Bible. It is inevitable. But we must allow the scriptures to rule over us and shape that understanding. That Hebrew word mashal that Blaze mentioned has a secondary meaning, that is, to rule. For somebody to rule over a people or another person or a land or an area, in the Old Testament, it uses that same word. So the words are not identical, but we do believe, uh, as we study the scriptures, that the words are connected, and it makes sense. The mashal, that is the story or the parable, rules the meaning of the message. The parable rules the way that you are to hear it. So you cannot manipulate the text to fit your own presuppositions. You have to let the text rule over you. It is all in that Hebrew word mashal, and that is what we're after. There's a lot of work ahead of us. Let's get started. Like the tree, which is by the stream.